If you've already hopped off the dairy train, you may have thought that creamy mashed potatoes were a thing of your past, but we're about to change all that today. I figured out a way to make delicious creamy mashed potatoes using a combination of stock and clean mayonnaise that tastes just like the real deal. They even pass the kid test. So I'm going to show you how to make those and share all my tips for perfect mashed potatoes of any kind. I'll also be showing you my recipe for super simple and amazing gluten-free gravy. Hello thyroid drivers, welcome back to another episode of Thyroid Healthy Bites, a weekly podcast dedicated to helping you live well and eat well so you can feel well. I'm Ginny Mahar, your host and the face behind the apron at hypothyroidchef.com. First tip, for the fluffiest mash, we wanna make sure to use a starchy potato variety. Russets work really well here. Another all-purpose potato variety that's really common are Yukon Golds. Those will also do, but really something extra starchy like a russet just makes for the lightest, fluffiest mashed potatoes. Potatoes are actually a really healthy food. They've got more potassium than a banana and loads of resistant starch, which helps support healthy gut flora. They're even uh, approved now on Whole30, and a lot of paleo proponents also say that potatoes are fair game. However, if you're on a strict autoimmune protocol elimination phase diet, you wanna avoid potatoes because they are in the nightshade family. Potatoes also happen to be a natural source of iodine, which the thyroid uses to produce thyroid hormone. But there's a lot of disagreement about there about a couple of things, one being, should we make a point to eat more iodine or less iodine as hypothyroid and Hashimoto's patients? And also a lot of experts feel that most of the iodine in potatoes is in the skin. There is some disagreement about that too, but I thought it was worth mentioning. So first you wanna peel your potatoes and then we're going to cut them into even size cubes. Even size cubes is important so that obviously our potato cubes cook evenly. Now we wanna start our potatoes in cool water. The reason we wanna do that is so that, again, we can ensure even cooking of our potato cubes. If we put our potato cubes into boiling water, for example, they're going to get done on the outside first and be firm on, in the middle. And we don't want that. We want the cubes to get done you know, pretty much at the same point all the way through um, outside and inside. Next, we're gonna place our potatoes over medium-high heat and bring them up to a boil. And then once they get there, we'll reduce the heat to a simmer. I like to stir them occasionally again to just ensure even cooking. And then once they start bubbling, you do wanna make sure that you keep an eye on them because potatoes produce a lot of foam. So you may need to lower your heat a bit once they start to get to that bubbling and foaming stage. Otherwise they can boil over pretty easily. Oh, looks like my son, AKA the gravy police showed up. He thought I forgot to make it. Now we're gonna make some super easy gravy. So I'm starting with a really obviously very rich bone broth, super gelatinous, and that's gonna give it some nice mouthfeel. 
We'll take a tablespoon and a half of ghee, melt that down, and then add an equal amount of cassava flour. That's your basic roux formula, is one part fat to one part flour. Now typically it's made with either butter or oil and wheat flour, but in this case I use cassava flour, which is grain-free and gluten-free and works really well for stuff like this. It's very fine and doesn't give any kind of a gritty texture. So once we add that, stir it, melt it down, and let it simmer for a bit, we're going to add some white wine. White wine is one of my simple flavor secrets for gravy because it adds acidity, a little bit of depth, and some complexity. And most of the alcohol cooks off, so you don't have to worry too much about that. Then I've heated up two cups of that really rich bone broth, and I'm going to slowly whisk it into the roux until no lumps remain just you know add a little whisk a little add a little whisk a little until you've added all the broth once you've done that we'll bring it up to a boil and we'll let it simmer for i'd say at least about 15 minutes or so while your potatoes are getting done and um, you're you know finishing the other parts of your meal um, this is important because it allows that bone broth to reduce a bit, which further concentrates the flavor and adds even more of that like really nice, thick richness that we love with gravy. I'm seasoning with a pinch or so of fine sea salt and a pinch of white pepper. And I'm gonna go pretty light on the salt until I know for sure how salty my broth is and what the gravy is gonna taste like after it's reduced. So go light on the seasoning to start with and then taste and season again once it's boiled down to where it looks like just the right thickness that you want. Okay, while the gravy's simmering, let's go back and check our potatoes for doneness. One method you can use is the fork test. Your fork should really pierce the potatoes pretty easily. And you'll notice there's some you know, soft edges to the potatoes. That's kind of what lets me know when to start checking them. The other technique you can use is the tongue test. If you can squeeze a cube of potato and mash it between your tongs, that's a good indication that they're done. It's important that we don't overcook the potatoes. When mashed potatoes are overcooked or overprocessed, those starch molecules can break down and that's what makes mashed potatoes gummy. So you wanna cook the potatoes just until they're soft. Okay, we'll take those back to the stove and check on our gravy. Mm, it's looking just perfect. All right, now it's time to season up the potatoes and mash them. I'm gonna add some clean mayonnaise. I like to use this soy-free veganaise because my son and I have a bit of an egg intolerance. I'm adding about one third cup to four large russet potatoes. And then you wanna add about one cup, no more than one cup of bone broth heated up to the potatoes. You want your liquid to be warm before adding. Then you want to go ahead and add a pretty generous amount of salt. I recommend about a teaspoon and a half and a pinch of white pepper. I like white pepper because I feel like it has a more subtle flavor. And finally, a quarter teaspoon of garlic powder. Next, this is my handy favorite potato masher. I like to mash mine by hand, but you can also use a hand mixer. Just be sure that you don't over mash or over mix regardless of what tool you use. 
Lastly, we're going to add the ghee. You want to add the ghee to your mashed potatoes last. Those starchy molecules are so absorbent of flavor, fat, or anything else we add to them. So if you want to really taste a bit of that buttery flavor, you want to add the ghee last. Here I'm just folding it into the mashed potatoes so you get those nice, delicious, sumptuous pockets of melted ghee. Now ghee is essentially clarified butter, which has all the milk solids strained out of it. So it tends to be tolerated pretty well by those of us who don't tolerate dairy. And a lot of people actually consider it to be dairy free. But if you don't tolerate ghee, you can go ahead and stir in some really nice extra virgin olive oil to your mashed potatoes. And that will also taste really good. All right, let's give them a taste and see how we did. Oh, so good, yum. Okay, let's plate them up and do a quick review. Start in cold water, cook them just till they're fork tender, drain the potatoes and add hot liquid, a hefty pinch of salt, and then blend briefly, not too long, with a hand mixer or a masher and avoid over mixing. And add the ghee at the end, or olive oil, Follow those tips and you're well on your way to perfect mashed potatoes and gravy, and we can all be grateful for that. You can download the printable recipes at hypothyroidchef.com. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Thyroid Healthy Bites. If you've enjoyed the show, please don't forget to like, subscribe, or leave a review. I'm Ginny Mahar, wishing you happy cooking and the best of health. See you next time.